You're now listening to a new episode of Gratitude Through Hard Times. Gratitude instills humility. Gratitude removes ego. Gratitude helps empower the best in others around you. Our goal is to guide individuals and companies to practice gratitude so you can live a longer, happier, and more successful life. Get ahead of life with connection and purpose. This is Gratitude Through Hard Times with Chris Shembra. Well, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Gratitude Through Hard Times. It's so nice to see all of you out there. It's your host, Chris Shembra. If you're a loyal listener of this podcast, we welcome you back with open arms. You might be familiar uh, for the last several years of this podcast being called 747 Conversations. We've brought on hundreds of some of the world's great leaders to share the stories of how they built their companies through an attitude of gratitude. Well, with your support, back in 2022, our most recent book hit number one on the Wall Street Journal bestseller list. We can't thank you enough. As a result, we decided to rebrand our podcast from 747 Conversations to Gratitude Through Hard Times. It's a crazy world out there, but if we can help you find positive benefits through this crazy stuff around us and give gratitude to it, we can hopefully inspire an attitude of curiosity, flow, creativity, innovation, and so many amazing things. If you're new to this podcast, welcome. We invite you to take a look back through our podcast episode archives as we've brought on great leaders to share their amazing gratitude stories. Today, we've got a great guest. Today, we've got Chris Jackson, the president of Stream Realty Partners. Founded in 1996, Stream Realty Partners has gone on to become one of the fastest growing commercial real estate firms in the country. They stand committed to their four key values, passionate, smart, honest, nice. They hire top talent, they empower them to do their best, they stay connected with their purpose and well-being, and the proof is in the pudding. They, have, they manage over 294 million square feet of real estate per year. They've developed more than 26 million square feet, and they transact over $5.8 billion annually. They know how to lead with compassion, with gratitude, empowering their people through servant leadership. And Chris explains a lot of those stories on today's podcast. On today's podcast, you're going to get to know Chris, uh, the man, Chris, the leader, Chris, the partner, Chris, the husband, uh, Chris, who is ultimately committed to the well-being of his people. I thank you for tuning in. If you enjoy this episode, we encourage you to click that subscribe button and share this episode with your friends. But without further ado, I'd like to welcome Chris Jackson. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for having me. And uh, great to see you again after a couple of weeks. Oh, absolutely <laughs> amazing. Now, I, I know you're on the road traveling, uh, doing this amazing podcast, but when we connected for the very first time, you were sitting in front you were sitting in a conference room at your headquarters in front of this amazing piece of art. 
that was uh, created by one of the great members of your firm. Before we even dive into our podcast, can you describe that piece of art for our listeners and just give us a flavor of, of how you empower people at your firm to bring their best to work every day? Yeah. So you're talking about a, a phenomenal uh, uh, piece of art that we've got actually two of them that sit in our uh, conference rooms in our Dallas office, which is uh, where Streams headquartered. We have our headquarters there. And of course, we have our, our Dallas uh, team in business. Um, and probably one of the best artists I've ever met just so happens to be a broker at Stream, and his name's Adam Jones. Um, I don't have his website handy to uh, provide here, but anyway, phenomenal guy. And and he joined our team, I don't know, several years ago, four or five years ago. And and we came to be familiar with some of his projects and we were refreshing our office and we thought, oh my gosh, what a what a what a perfect way to uh, recognize one of our amazing talents and an amazing artist. Um, he needed to, he, you know, he, he produced an incredible piece of art, but they're, you know, they, they, they speak to what Texas is and, and what our Dallas uh, office is and um, get to see them every day. It's an amazing story. Um, don't worry. We'll put the link to Adam's website in the show notes below. Um, but the folks that are watching this podcast, uh, I, I know who a lot of you are. And I know that you are leaders who empower your team to bring their best selves to work. Now, to look at the entire human potential is to look at their passion for art and creativity and, uh, and, and, and connection and inspiration. And so for them to make an investment into Adam's, what, what lights him up um, is, is a truly inspiring story to start our podcast today. Yeah. Now it's, it's, he's got a, he's got a unique talent. I mean, he's 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 great at real estate. I certainly I, have to appreciate that. I I need a piece of his. I'm going to probably give him a call after this episode. But um, thanks, Adam, for all you do. Um, now, Chris, you are familiar um, that our entire focus in life is gratitude, and and that is so great for you because you are such a grateful leader. And for all the people that are tuning in or have been tuning in to our podcast for a long time, you know, specifically, we like to ask a signature gratitude question. It's the question we've asked to spark over 500,000 relationships at our gratitude experiences. And it's the question that we've asked to start every episode of gratitude through hard times. So Chris, I did ask you this question when we just caught up you know, man to man a couple weeks ago, but I got to ask you the question to start this podcast again. Chris, if you could give credit or thanks to one person in your life that you don't give enough credit or thanks to, or that you've never thought to thank, who would that be? It's a no brainer. I'll tell you that I think I do thank her. She, she may say that I, I, I don't thank her enough, but uh, I'm very grateful for her and I tell her often, but it would be my wife of 25 years, Heather. Um, she's an amazing partner, both in family uh, and in our business. Um, we have very different personalities, although some some would say when we first got married, we're both pretty intense. Our, our friends told us it would, it would be like blending dynamite together, uh, but uh, we're, we're, we're very uh, good at different things, um, but together, uh, much better than we are individually. And, um, you know, so, so having her to be uh, a part of our, our business here at stream, 
doing an amazing job with our our kids. Cole and, and Caroline is a huge blessing and something I'm I'm very grateful for. Heather, she sounds like an amazing mother. She sounds like an amazing, amazing uh, teacher uh, to you of, of so many things on what it means uh, to live a good, honest, and fulfilling <clears throat> life. Thank you for sharing her story. Yeah, thank you for recognizing her. Um, now, gratitude is important uh, to you in uh, so many aspects of your life. And, and we're going to touch on that later on in the episode. Um, but what I wanted to start off with is actually something that we write about in our book. Uh, for so many of you out there, you've heard me oftentimes tell the story of found when you're down, man in the hole, Kurt Vonnegut. Now here's how that relates to Chris Jackson. Um, in the 1950s and 60s, there was, a, there was a scientific author named Kurt Vonnegut. And he went out to go study what made uh, a narrative story successful. He went out and studied movies and books and films and songs and poems and all these kind of different things. If it had a plot, if it had a narrative arc, he was studying it. And, and he wanted to figure out what were the main themes that... Um, that uh, a story could follow in order to make it successful. And what he found is that there's really six emotional arcs that a story can follow in any kind of narrative storytelling format. There's the Cinderella story. There's the boy meets girl story. There's all these kind of different themes. What he found, and Binghamton University actually uh, supported these findings, what he found is that the, the per capita most successful narratives ever is the man in the whole story. It's the idea that a protagonist is walking along the road and then they fall into a hole and they learn some stuff and then they get back out of the hole and the new level that they're operating at after they fell in the hole is higher than the level they started off before they went into the hole. Now, Chris... You did an amazing interview with Forbes magazine back in 2019 where you actually talked about this Kurt Vonnegut concept and shared that the downturns are what hold the greatest opportunities. And if you treat downturns as an opportunity for growth and connection, you'll build any relationships, you'll build relationships that outlast any market cycle. What did you mean by that? And tell me about the journey that it that it took you on to, to realize those kinds of opportunities? Downtimes bring out the best in people. And, and uh, in any culture, in any family, in any company, the, 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 the relationships are rooted in trust. And, and so as you take COVID, for example, and, and that was a really a difficult time. And I think back to March of 2020 and, our leadership team and the, you know, the news was not good. And, and our leadership team was really struggling with how to communicate with our people and how to come, come together and organize the, uh, the rhythm of our, uh, communication. And we got together at the time, it was Liz Chef, who was our then COO. It was Mike and Lee, as you referenced earlier, our two founders and myself. And, and, uh, 
And we were thinking through all of the different scenarios and most importantly, you know, our, our, our people and, and the fears and um, anxiety that they must have been experiencing because we were very much at the time. And, and Mike, I think, uh, who is probably better than anyone I've ever met at, at taking very complex, complex um, conversations and situations and putting them into very simple terms, just said, look, you know, um, our people need us now than ever before. And, and regardless of what happens, you know, what may come of, uh, of, of COVID, the economy and all the different um, scenarios that might play out, we're going to do what's right by them. They're going to know that, that, that they have a home at stream and we're not going to lay anybody off at the company. And, and, you know, for, for the leadership, Liz, myself, the many other leaders in the company, that was, you know, and, and, and Mike and Lee and I, we're all, we're all partners, right? Everybody has a say in this decision, but that was the one thing that right away we all agreed upon that, that we were going to be in this together and removing that, um, as a, as a variable from the decisions that we would need to make from that point forward um, was very liberating, you know, in, in, in terms of how we could free our mind of having to do uh, uh, difficult things like, like terminating people or laying people off, which I can't imagine had we been in a situation and, and, and been forced to do that. And, and we're, we're fortunate, as you've heard me say before, to be a privately owned company so we can do what we want when we want and, and do it uh, right by our people. And, and the consequence of or result of that uh, turned out to be that, that our people, you know, who we had told great things about our culture and our mindset and how important they were uh, to us in, in the past years, mostly which were successful years, uh, now got to see us and see stream their leaders, their partners, uh, under under the most difficult of circumstances, and and making decisions that were in their best interest, and and doing the right thing, you know, in, in terms of taking care of our our people and and their families, and and in a way putting the company second, which is what it needed to be at the time, and 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 so when you say going through difficult circumstances and and coming out better for it, um, coming out of COVID and a couple of the other uh, economic um, uh, recessions that we've experienced, uh, we've always come out of it stronger because our people trust us more. Um, they feel safer. The foundation by which we're all standing on is is that much better. And um, and it and it tends to be you know um, counter to what many of our peers in the industry are doing. It's it's amazing to hear um, the commitment to your people that that the group of y'all took. Now, it, it takes great self-confidence, great hope, great optimism, great resilience, great self-efficacy needed to make those hard decisions. What is a really hard lesson that you learned earlier on in your life that you're actually grateful for now because it gave you that resilient self-confidence self-advocacy needed to make this hard decision now? Oh, I, I would say over the years, I've experienced m many failures as we all have. Um, I have uh, a unique ability try of, of, of being able to sort of put those behind me and, and move on. Um, I'll tell the story just, just briefly. It's not that interesting to me, but I like to tell it uh, for uh, some of the younger people at stream. But 
I was I was at a, a great company, a Trammell Crow Company. I had a phenomenal um, career um, uh, up up and until that point. I'd been with them for six years and and was working with great people. And um, I got an itch, you know. And I, I was I was being recruited away to uh, another firm, and uh, and ultimately made the choice that I would that I would leave Trammell Crow, leave a very good place, and um, and. Uh, it turned out not to be a really good decision. It was what I would care. It was impulsive. It was um, selfish. Uh, it was not that the company that I went to wasn't great, but it wasn't, it wasn't right for me and in our family. And I was very fortunate in a way about 14 months after that, uh, I met Mike for the first time and and began to learn a little bit about stream and we had 30 or 40 stream rather i say we it's been so long ago um stream at the time had about 30 or 40 people and uh and and the vision mike and lee shared with stream uh the future of the business in terms of its expansion and opportunity was really exciting to me and and most importantly i could see both mike and lee as people that i would really enjoy partnering with learning from you say grateful, be grateful for, you know, 20 years down the road for all that we've done together and learn from one another. Um, so I ultimately made the decision to leave, uh, have that, 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 you know, short 14 month stop and then, and then leave and, and join stream. And, um, I would say the change for us at the time was hard, but looking back, I, I, I don't think I would have found my current home and passion had I not made that mistake, but I always encourage uh, young people that are new to the business to make sure that they, they really evaluate their current circumstances, you know, be, be excited, be anxious, be willing to make moves, but uh, don't be impulsive, you know, make sure that you're, you're, you're making those moves for the right reason and joining uh, opportunities and companies that um, match what your, your uh, career objectives are. Chris, that's such a great lesson. And and I wrote down the word impulsive because your impulsivity is actually the best thing that led you to your the best opportunity, which yeah. is so interesting. Um, but what you really what you really talked about there at the end of that story is the difference between ingratitude and gratitude. Um, and and you know, we we have two choices when we wake up in the morning. We can either wake up and dwell on the negative and we, or we can wake up and appreciate the good. If you wake up and dwell on the negative, you are plagued. You're falling victim of ingratitude. If you're waking up and appreciating the good, you are maintaining an attitude of gratitude. The things that ingratitude is fueled by is anxiety, fear, guilt, anger, shame, regret, conflict. The things that gratitude is fueled by is empathy and courage and compassion and curiosity and action and innovation, all these great things. And so the question is, why would anybody choose to operate every day through a lens of ingratitude when they could operate from a lens of gratitude? Do you struggle with internal obstacles to ingratitude ever? And how do you use gratitude to get through those obstacles? I'll start by saying, you know, the, the way I view gratitude 
my definition of gratitude, if you will, is acknowledging the people that have gone before you, that that, that have that have maybe uh, paved the way, so to speak, for the opportunities that you have. Either either took the time to teach you uh, directly, or uh, the great people in my profession of real estate that that paved the way for it to be the industry and, and business that it is today. So so being grateful for um, and acknowledge the people that. Uh, that have made these opportunities available to all of us uh, in real estate. My, my nature, fortunately for me, is very optimistic. It's probably uh, Heather from time to time would tell you it's I have my head in the sand, you know, just because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm an eternal optimist. I, I got that from my mom. Um, but I but I think it's one of those things as, as a leader that I would I would characterize mostly as a strength. I think my our, our other leaders in the company, the, the people in the company see that uh, in me and, and I want them to see it. Uh, but, but being a, a great leader is all about empathy and all about gratitude. Without, without those two characteristics, you're not able to recognize the qualities and skills and contributions of the other members of your team, you know, and, 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 and to give them the opportunity to share the spotlight, so to speak, to acknowledge their uh, many and, and amazing contributions. And um, without that, we, we wouldn't have been able to promote so many incredible people across this organization. I mean, by title, um, you know, I, I, I carry the, you know, the responsibility or the, as the, as the you know, quote leader uh, of, of the company, but we have amazing leaders around the country that are, that are doing really good things by their people and good things for the company. I'm sitting, as you mentioned before, in our Chicago office today, and it's awesome seeing, you know, the, the leadership that's here, the amazing people that are here. And it fires me up because as stream continues to grow, it's going to continue to present opportunities for the people that set them, set themselves apart and distinguish themselves as great, uh, grateful and empathetic leaders. Mm. I mean, you really, you, you, you really do, um, you really do elevate your people and empower them uh, to be the best that they can be. And, and, and gratitude is a part of that. For your own, you know, personal journey, how do you strike the balance between setting really high goals and achieving really big things, but also celebrating your wins properly? And, and, and being satisfied or, 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 or being able to be grateful for what you've done already. How do you personally balance those two? It's a fine line. Having played sports, you know, those anecdotes are easy for me to understand. But, but the games you win, it's important to celebrate and appreciate those. And once you, once you do, it's, it's time to move on. And you're, you're typically playing for, you know, something bigger, a, a championship of some sort. In business, we don't we don't play for a championship. We play for a great year, year over year. We 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 play to outperform the market, so to speak, and 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 so in any given year, we understand what the economic environment is, what the opportunities are within real estate. We set very specific objectives as to uh, what we would like to accomplish across our various business lines and geographies, and. And we'll we'll sit back and, and review those quarterly and review them annually. And um, when we accomplish those as a team, we'll celebrate. Uh, when we fall short, we'll 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 take the time to revisit why we might have fallen short. Was it was it something that was within our control that we needed to uh, adjust and make a new plan or a new strategy, or was it simply market dynamics that 
might have caused that. And and I think we're we're pretty, you know, open and and candid and real with one another about about having those conversations and assessing the situation and making a plan going forward. That's the, that's the weird thing about real estate, like where it is right now in, in broader uh, economic terms. You can you can only you have to control what you can control. Uh, there are outside forces that you have no control over, and you can control your attitude. You can control how you treat one another. You can control your effort, um, and um, that's that's what we we really stress and, and try to work on. Now, as we start slowly, kind of closing out, um, I want to shift ahead to the next generation. Um, you you have not only made the commitment to retaining your best talent even during a downturn. But you actually want to acquire the best and the brightest, um, you know, j- just gobble up new amazing leaders for Stream Realty Partners. What would you say to a youngster out there who uh, might be just applying for their first job or might be applying for you at Stream Realty Partners? What would you say to young kids who are entering the workforce right now? Most important to find an organization that shares in your values, and the way we would describe that at Stream, with with you know, and, and you said hiring leaders, and, and some of the people we have will go on to be great leaders, and, and some won't be leaders, but they'll be great contributors to our company and its success. Uh, but we take great responsibility in everyone that works at Stream, helping them to optimize their professional experience and achieve their professional goals. And so if you're a young person that comes to stream and I was meeting uh, yesterday with our entire team in Chicago, I said, help us help you, right? Advocate mm-hmm. for yourself. What do you want to learn? What do you want to do? Where do you want to be three years from now and five years from now? And I don't mean like the, the, the touchy feely, I'm looking for a job time of answer, but do you want to run a business one day? Do you want to lead a team? Do you want to, you know, move and open a market for stream? And I could tell you lots of stories, whether it was Ben Haught who moved from Dallas to Atlanta or Kyle Luby that moved from Dallas to Atlanta, Atlanta to DC to open our office in DC. But it's it's taking really and, and great talented, great and talented people. Um, who, by the way, we expect a whole lot of and <laughs> distinguish themselves in our culture and, and, and at, a, at a very, uh, as soon as they're ready, and, and in many cases, way before they're ready, putting them in uh, uh, positions and jobs that challenge them, make them uncomfortable. But back to your original question, I, I would say find, find a great culture, find people that uh, are going to teach you and champion you and whose job you're one day going to want. And oh, by the way, who they're going to be willing to give you their job. You know, they're not trying to keep you in a certain position, which from time to time happens uh, in our in our industry. Oh, that's pretty neat. It's so neat to hear the way that you talk about um, leadership development, empowering people. It It's not just limited to people that work within Stream Realty Partners, uh, but you're also really committed um, to the growth and development of your external stakeholders. Um, what is the role that gratitude plays in uh, fr- from a client perspective? Um, you know, how, wh- what does it mean to build meaningful relationships with those that are on the outside of Stream Realty Partners? Without our Without our customers and our partnerships, our partners, we would cease to exist. We would have no reason to be here. And we have so many 
that uh, uh, are, are 10, 15, 20 year plus relationships. Uh, I think to Jackson Shaw and Michelle Wheeler, who's the CEO of Jackson Shaw, they gave stream opportunities well before we were ready for them uh, or, or before we were the safe choice to choose to provide their real estate solutions. And, and there are a lot of, you know, I think back to the JP Morgans, Morgan Stanley's, Black Creek, who is now Aries. I mean, th- these are people that we owe all of our success to. Uh, they, they, they trusted us uh, with, with big and important decisions, their real estate portfolios or um, uh, new offices that they might be pursuing. Take more recently, Texas Capital Bank, who's been an amazing partner in, in Texas. I mean, that's a, a relatively new relationship for Stream. Uh, we're doing, we did their headquarters, uh, Craig Wilson, uh, Randy Cooper did their headquarters uh, in, in Dallas. Now we're working with them on multiple facilities across the country. And oh, by the way, they've become uh, one of our more trusted uh, banking partners, you know, for our, for our uh, hmm. company across the country. Um, so without them, in short, we, we, would, we would cease to exist. And, you know, we're, we're, we're very fortunate. You know, I think some of our, there, there, there's been, as I mentioned when we talked a few weeks ago, a lot of consolidation in our industry. And, and that consolidation, I think, hasn't been good for our customers, you know, those that work with some of these firms. It hasn't necessarily been great for uh, the, the talent in this industry. And, and that's because they're, they're, these are publicly traded companies, which on the surface is not a problem at all. Um, I, 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 in fact, corporations are great, uh, but their first and foremost responsibility is their is their shareholders, and and while being public is great for um, uh, uh, the, the capital needs of your business, it's not always what's best for your people. And and I'm very grateful of the decisions that Mike and Leave made over the years for our continued um, resistant resistance um, to the temptation of being a public company. We are private. We will continue to be private and. As I mentioned uh, in the beginning of the podcast, that affords us the luxury of being able to put our people first and put our customers right uh, right there with them. Oh, Chris, it's um, it's amazing. You've not only uh, helped build an attitude of gratitude yourself, you've helped build an attitude of gratitude, empowering an amazing team, and you've surrounded yourself with customers and clients who, who believe in the same things you believe in smart, nice, honest, passionate customers, um, that, uh, that, that are with you every step of, of both of your, both of your journeys. Uh, one of the favorite things that happened throughout this entire podcast episode was just listening to how quickly and readily available so many people's names are in your head, uh, to give them credit, uh, to give them gratitude to elevate the, the great work that they're doing. Um, you know, my hope is that so many leaders out there can take uh, learnings from that and, and really be able to publicly acknowledge so many of the names of the people that work alongside them that help them on a day-to-day basis getting great, great, great work done. Um, that's a true attitude of gratitude, if you ask me. Um, now, Chris, we're, we're, we're slowly uh, starting to close out. Uh, Literally, the, the last word uh, that I have right now is, what are you grateful for? I'm grateful for incredible relationships in my family, in my friends, and in my business. 
and uh, I'm grateful for uh, uh, an opportunity to champion a, a company and an industry that I, I think there's 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 no better job. There's no better job in uh, in the world. And happy to be here, and I'm excited to see what uh, the next three to five years brings for everyone that is on this journey with me. Well, Chris, thank you for being with us here today. Um, folks, thank you for tuning in. Um, you know, you, th- this, uh, th- this conversation uh, about gratitude, about empathizing with the needs of those that you serve, about highlighting the beautiful work of others. Uh, th- this is not just the, the woo-woo soft stuff you, you throw in the back of the closet. This is the leader of a very large company telling you, how they've built a culture of recognition, of appreciation, of gratitude, and how that's really fueling a lot of their success. This is just the beginning for Stream Realty Partners. I mean, yeah, they're 26 years strong, but they are, wait till you see what comes next. Um, I know a lot of you are rethinking your real estate journey. A lot, a lot of you are re- rethinking what remote work looks like, what hybrid work looks like, what a return back to the office strategy looks like. Uh, keep Stream Realty partners in mind uh, through that transition. They can help ask powerful questions. They can help you uh, reframe the way you look at your own people strategy. Um, and they do so in, in such a kind, smart, honest, passionate way. Um, it's been a pleasure having Chris Jackson on this podcast. It's been a pleasure to have you tuned in today. Uh, for the new listeners, click that subscribe button. If there's a great CEO, founder, or corporate leader that you think uh, should talk to Stream Realty Partners, please send them this episode. Uh, for all our loyal listeners, thank you. Some of my favorite moments are when you email in your questions, thoughts, comments, concerns of today's episode. You'll be able to find a lot of Chris Jackson's uh, uh, contact information. Follow him on LinkedIn in the show notes below. Check out Stream Realty Partners. Keep tuning in for uh, some more great episodes as we bring on some amazing leaders to share their story of gratitude and building great companies built on cultures of recognition and appreciation. I hope you're having a phenomenal day on earth. Remember, folks, it's your world. Go explore, and we'll see you next episode. Thank you.